0: Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, purpose girls. So, years ago, when I was wanting to get out of my corporate job and to go live my purpose of empowering women, it seemed like it should have been easy because there were so many different avenues online. People were talking about making a million dollars overnight on Facebook, people were saying, just use Twitter, just do this, just do that. And all these people would talk about how they had made $6 million in six months. And of course, for me, this was not all about making money. This was about living my purpose. But I knew that I needed financial stability to be able to do what I wanted to do. But there was no blueprint. I didn't know how. And people would say to me, well, you're in marketing, so you can do it. But the marketing that I had been in was business to business. It was big branding. It had nothing to do with how to use Facebook, how to use Instagram. There was no Instagram. So my expert today, my guest today, is a genius at starting your own business and starting it online. She herself has gone from being more than six figures in debt to creating a huge network of more than 12,000 women who are all out there creating their own businesses. Janisha Aloro is the founder of Soul Rich Woman. She is a woman's entrepreneur expert. She has the leading network for female entrepreneurs across Southeast Asia. She was first drawn to entrepreneurship in her mid-20s following her time as Miss Singapore. I mean, how cool. She was beauty queen turned amazing entrepreneur helping women around the world. Her first business was establishing Coffee Nowhere, which is a specialist cafe for coffee lovers, and it's grown into a renowned retail cafe chain with a presence across three countries in Asia. She was so keen and excited to explore different marketing avenues and empower like-minded women that she began her own live stream channel, Soul Rich Woman TV. And today, Soul Rich Woman TV has a combined social media reach of 200,000 people. It consists of over 1,000 episodes. She's built the foundations of her current business. And recently, even though her business was established in Singapore, she has expanded into Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam, Indonesia, and now she has a business opportunity for women around the world, which is something I'm so excited to talk to her about because, of course, our listeners are everywhere from Great Britain to Canada to the United States to Malta, you name it. Recently, she has partnered with huge companies like Facebook and Shopify to be able to continuously provide its members with opportunities and exposure to help them with their entrepreneurial journey so i cannot wait to talk to our former miss singapore i cannot wait to talk about how to start a business and i'm excited to learn for myself so janisha welcome to the purpose girl podcast hi karen thanks for having me on your show Mm -hmm. i am really excited so first let's talk about what is a soul rich woman
1: soul rich woman is a woman um, who wants to who love the f word, okay? who wants to experience the f word being fabulous, the f word. <sighs> yeah, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. So that's what soul rich woman is in the essence.
0: Mm, so we're using a different kind of f word which I love.
1: so <laughs> being fabulous,
0: free and financial independence is that right? Yeah. Uh, f- being fabulous, having freedom and financial mm-hmm. independence. I love this. I love this. so how did you create Soul Rich Woman?
1: Well, I started, um, I actually launched my book in 2013. Uh, it's called You Are Possible, Personal Branding Secrets. And that spin off into a women community whom I served online because I was based in Indonesia during that time. And I wasn't able to uh, really do offline events. So I went online and then I you know, shared with women every single Wednesday at 9pm about how to do online business, how to do you build your personal brand online, how do you find your um, assets, how to build your visibility online and that went on for a year. So it was every single Wednesday and that built a community starting from two women to five women mm to the first 50 and then the 100 and then it exploded into a few hundred women um, and that was then called You Are Possible Academy. Then we went through a rebranding exercise near 2015 because they felt, the women in the community felt that You Are Possible Academy really didn't speak to them uh, because we were not just only talking about all the hardcore um, entrepreneurial stuff. We were also talking about um, something that's within them, you know, their mindset struggles, their issues, about their emotions and how they overcome their own limiting beliefs, having more courage to step out of their comfort zone. So we we eventually coined it as Soul Rich Woman and uh, eventually everybody voted for that name. So that's how we um, worked into that. But overall, we have been focusing a lot in beauty, wellness, Fitness and lifestyle pillars. We only help women in these areas who want to develop their entrepreneurial skill set in these areas or who are currently in this areas of beauty, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, um, pillars, so that they can leverage on the skills and the academy that we have to help them to go from offline to online. Two, to help them to kickstart the beauty business. Um, and three is to learn how to outsource and also with the marketing automations that's involved.
0: Hmm. So incredible. You're giving so many women opportunity To become financially independent, who didn't have it before, right? Like they've wanted it, they didn't have the model of it. And you're teaching so many women how to actually create a brand, how to actually create a business. And what I love about your story is that you did it with consistency. I'm listening to you, and I thought, there have been so many times I've said to myself, Karen, just do a Facebook Live, pick a time and a date, and just do it every single week. And listening to you, I'm like, you know what? Consistency is really where it's at. And so there's so much to learn there. But it wasn't always easy for you, right? Someone might look at you and say, oh, she was a beauty queen, so it was easy. But from what I understand of your story, you went through a lot of struggles. So tell us about those struggles and, and how you overcame them to get where you are.
1: I think now that I look back, um, I, when I connect all the dots, I'm really truly blessed to have gone through these challenges. Um, because I started when I was 14 years old to work and support myself through school because my family financially we were not sound, so I had to support my mom, my dad, my brother through my years. So when I I I teach yoga, aerobics, line dancing, um, to to get through my school days and to pay for. The books and my education and put food on the table. So what does it look like? It's like waking up 5 a.m in the morning to go to school and then after that um, I have to finish school about maybe 1-2 p.m in the afternoon and then I have to continue with project work and after project work uh, I will continue with my extracurricular activities which is like our CCA and um, then after that about 5-6 p.m without having dinner I Rush to the classes in a community center or fitness uh, studios where I conducted classes in terms of yoga or sometimes um, aerobics um, classes during that period of time. So as a result, my 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 whole life i mean my my health was a little bit affected because i was eating junk food i was not eating well and i was Mm. affected by this g disease you know it's called the gastric (laughs) so at a very (laughs) young age you know um i actually suffer from gastric and then of course Mm. um as i grow up i take care of myself and i'm now so much better um Along the way, of course, there are many other challenges, you know, like building businesses is never easy. I've also gone through failed partnerships. Um, That's why Mm -hmm. I went into the six-figure debt, as you, uh, you know, shared your story about me earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. And as I said, then again, we don't take all this setback into baggages because I find a lot of women hold these struggles and challenges into their, like, their kind of, like, entrepreneurial book you know, like oh, you know, don't don't go into this area. No, let's not find a partner. But you know what? In my cafe business, it was because of partnerships I gave myself a second chance to join and invest in a business um, cafe. Business and I was doing PR and marketing. My the other partner was doing operations. My another partner was doing the franchise, and then the other partner was doing the uh the, the accounts side. So because of this um, partnership, we grew our cafe from not just one. We grew to seven outlets. We sold multiple franchises. We grew to three countries, and then the rest is history. We sold. Our entire cafe retail chain to a public listed company just uh, two years ago. So, oh, congratulations! Yes. That's huge.
0: <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. I mean, so this is like really incredible. Congratulations! You know what I'm hearing in your story is that you took a challenge, dare I say, a failure or an issue, right, that you had had with a partner, and you flipped it. You maybe you learned from it. You said, I'm not going to let that hold me back, right? And instead, you said, I- I'm going to do this time. I'm still going to go for partners, but maybe you learned and you did it differently.
1: Yeah, because you are not what you've done. You are what you have overcome.
0: Yes. Oh, this is so good. Okay. Uh, Janisha, I want to put like a picture frame around this, okay? <laughs> you are not what you've done. You are what you have overcome. This is so beautiful and so brilliant. I talk about this all the time, this idea of flipping our pain into purpose, Because as you said, it's so easy to fall into the negativity trap and the victim trap, right? Like, well, this happened to me and then that happened to me and I had to work and put food on the table when I was 14. And if you stay in that loop, like that lower level depressive negative loop, you're not going to go anywhere. But if you look at it and you say, look at how awesome I am. I was 14 doing all of that. And that helped me to learn entrepreneurship. It helped me to be strong, help me to be courageous. And because of what I've been through, right, it's not despite what I've been through, I'm going to be fabulous and have freedom and all that. It's because of what I've been through, I have so much strength and courage that I'm going to succeed
1: yeah but sometimes during the journey, we want to know this part, so it's, it takes a lot of um a lot of understanding and self awareness. So if you are listening to this podcast, really work on your self awareness. but sometimes when we are not aware of what what is possible, we may discount what's our potential
0: mm yeah say say a little bit more. What should people listening start to be aware of?
1: First, I really believe that women should be aware of what is their um, emotional strength, um, in terms of what is their capacity and what they want to do. For example, if I had, if I had not known um, that my strength is determination and perseverance I would have just given up and I would have just said oh you know what I'm a victim you know I my my parents be- made me what I am now you know they pushed me out to work at a very young age when people are going to shopping centers or, or shopping or you know buying good stuff where I'm still keeping the old phones or carrying an old bag so knowing first that what you want to to kind of like something that's positive that you want to be aware of like okay I, I know that I'm determined. Can I work and expand on my on my um strength? Can I work on this factor? Oh I mm-hmm. know that I am always forward looking. Can I look into some videos or some books that to find source of inspiration to keep me motivated? You know, so mm. things like that. When you are able to tap into your inner strength, that's when things around you you are not affected oh my gosh, woman, you are speaking my language.
0: Yes, we have to know our own strengths, right? And each one of us is different and unique. And so really knowing, and and I think you can look at, we can look at our challenges and that can help us identify our strengths.
1: Yes, so you see there is an ice bucket challenge, there's a ghost pepper challenge, there's a Korean noodle challenge. How about this year? (laughs) There is a put yourself first challenge. Hmm. Every oh, this day. Is so good. Yes. Every day.
0: Every day. So put yourself first. first yes. So, and that is so it's knowing your strengths, finding the books related to it, doing something along those strengths. What else is putting yourself first?
1: Yeah. So putting yourself first, meaning that if you want to start a business, it's not the business skills. After running a network in Southeast Asia, most common issues I find is women need to believe in yourself. A lot of the the women that we know in the community are, you know, hold multiple roles as moms and, they, they put their dreams you know they used to have a fire in their belly but over time because of their, their husband because of the family because of the kids they're like okay that fire in the belly has to go somewhere probably under the bed or in the closet <laughs> you know so it's not so exciting anymore way. yeah the life is not so exciting so I always say put yourself first uh, because when you put yourself first doesn't mean that you're selfish it's just having a me time right, right knowing right. when doing your manicure or doing a pedicure, say for example or even uh you know taking five hours of uh, five hours a week let's say you know outsourcing the time to get a mate to clean up the house or help her to clean the place so that you have that five hours to do your business so that Mm -hmm. you don't feel tired right so that's that's right That's a way of transition right yeah yes it's so incredible
0: i mean so often people think that if they take time, women think, if we take time for ourselves, then it's selfish, right? Someone out there, I don't know who that person is, has said that if we take time for ourselves, it's selfish. And then women feel guilty doing it or feel like they don't deserve it. But there is no way to be able to be your best self for everyone else unless you fill yourself up. I mean, I run into this all the time. I don't have kids yet, but I run this business. I'm taking care of women, empowering women all day long. And I had an experience about a year and a half ago because I had a miscarriage and I found myself bone dry that I was giving and giving and giving and had been terrible at receiving. And Mm -hmm. I realized it's time to put into practice what I actually teach. And I, I have to fill myself up first because the more you fill yourself up, now the more you actually have to give. And like you said, then you have energy, then you have aliveness. Not to mention that other people, like your kids or whoever it is, starts to really see a change in you, and they start to get inspired.
1: Yes, and recently, I I don't know if you watch Marie Kondo on Netflix. Anyway, Marie Kondo, uh, life-changing magic of tidying up, the expert of tidying Mm. up, says, to combat clutter, ask yourself, does this spark joy? If the answer is no, dispose of it. Now, clutter creates stress and distractions. So does toxic people right? So Mm -hmm. dispose both the condo way.
0: Mm, I love this. I love this. And let's do it unapologetically, right? Yes. Let's really look through our life, the people who are in it. And it is okay to put a boundary. I'm not saying it's easy. This is something I actually was just talking to a friend of mine about last night, you know, Mm -hmm. a relationship that I need to really kind of put some boundaries around. I'm not saying it's easy. And yes, there was all sorts of guilt, but that relationship is now feeding more negativity than it is positivity and I'm not a victim of my own life I'm not a victim to this person we are the creators of our own life so we we can do that so I love this idea it's so incredible and I have not seen that show although I've heard of it and heard of her book so we will put that in the show notes so you have so many of these wonderful tips before being an entrepreneur you were a beauty queen which is so fun and incredible. I think it's fun. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Um, But these two seem really different from each other. And I think uh, something that I know I've struggled with before, and I think all women out there struggle with, whether you've ever officially worn a crown or not, is how you show up and you show others, especially men, that you mean business. And it's not about just being another pretty face about being a woman. How do you do that?
1: The biggest thing for me being a beauty queen is that beauty is indeed a double-edged sword especially when you are in a conser- conservative community uh, where you know women are you know seen or in in a certain light. So uh, winning Miss Singapore was a great achievement for me first and foremost uh, as a personal achievement and it really opened doors for me but really it was a double-edged sword which means that I had to work doubly hard uh, even harder to prove myself to prove my worth and my skill set because sometimes when you're pretty and you have the skills they look at your beauty and then they will not think that you have the skills but then um, it kind of like you know you have to balance that out so when I was a beauty queen the mindset thing was the biggest shift because when you want to shift from a uh, what we call, you know, as a as a this disposition to a entrepreneur, you need to know that there are things that you cannot take things from granted. Yes, beauty open doors for you. Then what do you need to show to get through those doors and get those contracts and get those deals? Um, so the things that we look into is taking action, really looking into uh, quitting procrastination and looking into taking steps towards those big actions that people recognize. So I got myself, for example, you know, because I was, um, I'm in Singapore and I went to take my image consultant certification. So I was actually doing a lot of, um, you know, personal branding and uh, grooming for uh, customers. And I told myself, I'm going to niche. I'm going to show people what I can do. So I niche into not just anybody but I niche into leaders, CEOs of companies, decision makers. So I started from nothing. I was nobody but I positioned myself in a way I choose to niche and because of that people started to know me and you know in the end my clientele was CEOs of companies, really big companies with more than 600 employees and even politicians in Singapore hired me Mm. to look into their branding and personal image during election. So you know all these things, would not have happened if I had not taken a step forward to change my mindset and say, "Let's not take a laid-back way. You know, take I'm in charge. I'm my own boss. Can I take actions towards the dreams and and niche and position myself that so that people can recognize me for what I'm truly good at doing?
0: Mm, I love this. I love this. So it's really knowing. We talked before about knowing your strengths. Also, then about really being clear on what you have to offer, your own talents, your own purpose, and who you really most want to work with, and then taking action, right? Action is the best tool
1: that any of us have, right? Just think about it. There is always a younger and more beautiful Miss Singapore every single year. After one year, our reign is over. So, how can you leverage on what you have, your assets, and not just, you know, really like a bimbo and just you know, oh, take a title and yay, I'm the beauty queen. No. So I told myself, you can't be like this. You really have to make use and full use of what you have and let people see your uh, your purpose and your vision.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so often, you know, I, I hear women say I'm too old. You know, I just got an email from a podcast listener who said, you know, I was feeling like I was too old for purpose. And I started listening to all these other podcasts and yours was the last one of those that I had decided to listen to. And then after five episodes, she realized, she started taking action. She started, you know, creating her website and doing her purpose. And so shout out to you out there. I love you. Thank you for letting me know that. So reaction, we are never too old. We are never too gray or too unattractive or whatever it is. It's all about your mindset and all about what you have inside of you, your strengths, your talents who you know that you can serve, and taking action and just believing that you're a boss, babe, and going for it. So I want to do this, Janisha. I want to dive in a little bit for those who are out there and they see this potential that you're talking about. They see and they've heard, okay, I can set up an online business, but they don't know where to start.
1: Where do they start? Find a mentor. Find a mentor. Really, this is the good place to start. A lot of times when women say, I don't know where to start, I go and Google, you know, find multiple gurus or experts put together. I can tell you, you will waste a lot of time. Cut short all your school of hard knocks and really ask yourself this question, Who? Who, there are three ways to to find a mentor. Who are who are the people that you look up to? Okay, so three ways. First thing is, when you find a mentor, you need to know what is the end result or whether this person, do you respect the mentor or not? Because hmm. if you don't respect a mentor, you could adore the mentor, but whatever the mentor shares with you, you will have, whatever the mentor says, one year in and one year out of the door. Okay, The second thing when you're looking for a mentor, find somebody who has the results. Now, there are two types of results that we're looking at. One type of result is the actual result. So, for example, if you want to find me, let's say get Janisha to be your mentor, okay? because I'm really good in putting... Uh, a lady's reputation online, looking into how you build a brand, find your messaging, right? So this is direct result because I've produced um, a result, right? The so second result will be a community, an indirect result, because I have a network of women in Southeast Asia. So if you want to break into Southeast Asia, you want to network with women in Southeast Asia, in Singapore, Vietnam, Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, Myanmar, then this is the network to be in. So I have an indirect result. So you don't come to me directly, but you join me or you find someone who has the indirect result. So that's the second thing you want to be looking for as a mentor. Now, the third thing about mentoring is is to find something that you want to learn from. That means, is there a person who has a skill that you really want to develop, uh, then go for the mentor that you are looking for. So don't just start anywhere and Google, uh, okay, I want to start a business. The, the Google has everything, but because it's everything, it's nothing. <laughs> it's overwhelming. So overwhelming. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> yeah. Overwhelming and <laughs> so, paralyzing. So yes. find a mentor, okay? Then follow the mentor until you develop a part of your wings and you think that you have grown and then you develop uh, you know another find another mentor to develop the other side of you so kind of like going shortcut your success yeah and don't waste time really because you see and we as women we really have many things that we want to do in life um don't waste your time and really look into finding a mentor so that you can really shine and stand up and be more visible in the quickest time possible. At whatever age you are, at whatever circumstances you're in, you can do it.
0: Hmm. Incredible, incredible. Thank you. That's incredible advice. I know that when I was trying to do this on my own, I totally was just stuck. I wasn't really going anywhere. Like you said, there's so much information out there. And So I had seen a friend of mine who was kind of rocking it out. Like, I just felt like she had more confidence. I felt like she was working on her side hustle. This is years ago when I was still in my other line of work. And I was like, Susan, what are you doing? She said, well, I hired a coach. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I need a coach. (laughs) So I called her guy. And of course, at first, I heard his his fees. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I, I can't do that. And then another month went by and I hadn't been taking action, right? Another month went by and I was still stuck. And I realized I'm not getting there on my own, right? And so I wanted someone who has done it, who has been successful at it, who knew the right questions to ask me, who knew the right exercises to give me. And it is what really started moving me forward. So that is incredible, incredible advice. So let's also talk about the people who want to have an online business, so one of the things that you have done really well, in fact that's how you ended up on my podcast is you have put yourself out there to find speaking opportunities. So how do people out there, how do people out there do it? They want to write an opinion piece, they want to be on a podcast, they want to get their wisdom out. How do
1: you do it? So first of all is to identify what you want to achieve in that single year. So I told my team every month we must achieve 2 to 5 maybe speaking opportunities. So from the five speaking opportunities that you want to do, you reverse engineer um, how many pitches you need to send out every single month. So you need to begin with an end in mind. And then, a boss lady is someone who knows what she wants in the world. She will not stop until she is satisfied. She never settles for anything less than everything. She speaks her mind in every situation. She stands up for what she believes in and won't stop until she is finished. So this is how you stay ready to achieve your success, to be visible online so that you can always stand up and be the woman that you truly deserve to be. Love this boss lady. This is so brilliant. And
0: and I say, fake it until you become it. If you are not feeling that confident, you are not feeling like you are that boss lady, you just start writing yourself an affirmation a hundred times a day. You write it in lipstick on your mirror. You take your shoulders, you put them back. You walk into every situation like that boss lady and you know that you can do this. So yeah. what have you found, Janisha? How many do you have to put out in order to get the two to five?
1: So depending on what you you want to do, there's probably about 20 to 30 you that you have to keep pitching to. And like for us, we're in Southeast Asia and our my dream was to get into CNBC and Forbes. And eventually we did. And um, it didn't it was not done within like a month, right? It was done over a period of time. And you need to re- you need to reverse engineer what do these publications want to see and how can you be that uh, persona or personality eventually letting these media pick up on what you have so Mm. so this really is very important always begin and in mind and like like what you shared earlier karen is like you fake it until you make it or become the boss lady yeah that's true you have to do that and then um from there, you need to sit down and then work with your team to use a project management tool. Uh, use a project management tool to really look into the communication between yourself and the team. Or let's say if you're a solopreneur, list everything out. Don't discount. Don't don't say, oh, you know, nobody's gonna listen to me. Nobody's gonna buy my story. Nobody's gonna hear me out. You know, I think I'm too small. Uh, I'm not good enough. You know, so th- quit all these noises, really, because who? Who, who is to say that you're not good enough? Let the reporters decide. Let the publication decide whether you're good enough or not for them.
0: Exactly. Amen. And the more you put out, someone is going to realize that you are absolutely good enough because someone's getting on there. So it may as well be you. It's just a matter of putting out a lot and allowing some rejection or it people not responding. I mean, when I was just going through the book proposal process, you know, I just kept saying to myself, J.K. Rowling, because J.K. Rowling was rejected from every publisher that she sent Harry Potter to. And if Harry Potter could be rejected, then it's okay to handle rejection. It's okay to have her re- be rejected. Keep going, right? This is huge.
1: Yes, What, definitely. About,
0: what about branding, right? Mm-hmm. People don't know where to begin with their brand visuals or a website. What do they need to do?
1: For branding, I think the first thing is to get your key um, focus of your messaging right. Okay, so messaging means like who is your target audience and uh, who and being who is your target audience. I think it's quite cliche like who is your target audience, but more of like is it one person? Like I always believe: sell to everybody, sell to nobody. Speak to one, speak to many. So always write down this person. Or don't write many people because when I was when we were t- always talking about this in business a lot of the women tell me oh Janisha we want to target 25 years old to 55 years old you know oh hello girl this is too broad so <laughs> <laughs> yeah because so different
0: life circumstances I mean those women are going through everything from considering a date to you know menopause so <laughs> yeah, precisely <laughs> like, like
1: wake up man okay so mm-hmm. list down who this person is like write down as though this person is your friend. So maybe, for example, this avatar or this ideal customer is, uh, you know, a mother of two. She loves to read Cosmopolitan. You know, she don't really have a lot of time, but she has about two hours a day to do something for herself, okay? So when Mm. you are able to craft out something like that, that's when you know how you can craft your online social media post to really communicate with the audience out there. And especially now that, online is really very noisy. There is millions of Facebook accounts out there, millions of Instagram accounts out there, and LinkedIn is just booming. And where do you stand? So this is most common a question that I always get. Oh, I mean, how do I even start? Even if I start a new Instagram account today, nobody's going to follow me, or nobody is going to read my thing. Ah, that's when the C words come into play. The C word is consistency. So, when you are able to start small, okay, just get started. Like, for example, you early on, you shared a Facebook Live or blog post, okay, or a social media post. Don't just post for the sake of posting anymore. Like, brand colors and everything is just the later part. If you can't even get people to notice you, you can have the most beautiful design and colors and website, but you don't speak to the hearts of your customers, they will never be able to come to you and pay you the money that you want to sell to them, whatever the product or services.
0: There are so many good nuggets there, Janisha. I mean, there's so much there, right? So first, I want to, everyone, if you are wanting to start a business, I hear this all the time and I myself used to think this, like, but I don't want to leave anyone out, but I want to, no, 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 no. It's like you speak to one person you have your one person and, and then everyone will hear you. It's a to- it, I know it sounds backwards, but that is huge. The other thing I'm hearing you say is that we absolutely, social media is wonderful and incredible and it's a huge opportunity for us and it takes consistency, right? So more than worrying about if it's pretty, more than worrying about, right? Make sure that you have a message that resonates, that speaks to the heart of the people that you want to connect to and be consistent with it. This is huge. So I know that you have been creating opportunities for women to start their own businesses for a long time, Janisha. And one of the things that I know you've been getting into is creating an opportunity for women to start making money online in the beauty business. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Before before I, I say anything else, I want just want to encourage you who's listening in to keep going until your bank account looks like your phone number. <laughs> Oh, this is so good. (laughs) Okay, so the beauty business is called Beauty Now Here. Beauty Nowhere to Now Here. A beautiful journey. So basically, it's a beauty business that any women around the world can get started with a nominal monthly fee, okay? But they will have no overheads, no logistics, and no manpower, which means that they will have a list of 1,000 beauty products, authentic beauty products from brands like Rimmel, Max Factor, Laurel, and many other big brands that are working with us, okay? Authentic brands, they are listed on your e commerce website the moment you sign up and you join us. So when Uh, The reason why I'm doing this is because a lot of the women that we are working with in the platform, in the community in Southeast Asia, they are all over the place. They don't know where to start and sometimes when uh, you want to start a business, you don't have enough budget to, you know, go to the suppliers and say, what's the minimum order quantity? And then you're looking at, you "No, know, I don't have enough dollars to do marketing or they don't have this or that. And sometimes it really pains my heart because our mission is to empower millions of women, um, especially in Southeast Asia, to really open up their entrepreneurial mindset so that they can really make their first ten dollars online, the first hundred dollars online, their first one thousand dollars online. So this beauty business is like a beauty out of box business where anybody, any woman who wants to start a beauty business, um, and without logistics, without any worry, you know, whether the products will be delivered, everything is gonna be delivered to your customers directly. So rich woman is going to do all the delivering. You know, all you need to do is just to know how to master your social media. And that's the one skill you need to learn that will pay the bills.
0: Wow. Wow. What an opportunity. Right. If a woman doesn't know where to get started, especially those of you out there who are really interested in beauty and that's what you've been, you're passionate about, what an opportunity to just have kind of a business-in-a-box way to get started. So where does a woman find that if she's interested in learning? And, and it's not just for Southeast Asia,
1: right? It's around the world? Yes, yes. If you are interested, um, you can just go to beautynowhere.com. B-E-A-U-T-Y-N-O, as in no, so in now, N-O-W, here, dot com. Beautiful. And of
0: course, it's in the show notes as well. And this really reminds me, you know, I think back, Janisha, to your very humble beginnings when you were 14 and you were putting food on the table for your whole family, which is such an incredible story. And how many women out there do not have the role models, do not have, it seems like, the opportunity. And what I'm hearing is that you're giving women who are where you were an easy opportunity to create their own financial abundance and create their own freedom and create their own life and that's really powerful
1: yes and we just want to shortcut um the journey for women yeah because i have gone through a lot and i just want to help as many women as possible to live the f-word being fabulous having freedom and financial independence
0: I love it. It's a whole new series of F words for us. It's just brilliant. It's so good. It's so good. I love this. So this is incredible. And I know that you also have a Facebook network, right, where women can find you?
1: Yes. In fact, everybody can just go to soulrichwoman.com. The links are all there. The group um, is there for them to join. So S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N dot com.
0: Awesome. And of course, that is in the show notes as well. So Janisha, something I like to do with all of my guests is something I call a purpose power play round. I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions, whatever's the first thing that comes to your head. Are you game to play? Yes. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Of course, you've written your own book, which we have a link to in the show notes. But other than your own book, what is one book that every woman listening to this should read?
1: 50 Ways to Change Your Mind and Change the World by Chuck Spazano. Ooh, no one's mentioned that one to me yet.
0: Okay, I've got to check that out. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And tell us,
1: when did you read that? This one, I read this in 2006. Oh, so a while ago, and it's remained your favorite. Yes, because it helps me consistently to find, put yourself first. This is so good.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to go get this. Okay, amazing. Okay. Second question. When you were a little girl, maybe even before you were teaching yoga and aerobics, what did you want to be?
1: I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I find that entrepreneur is like very sexy. It is
0: sexy. That's so true. That's so true. A woman who is fabulous has freedom. Yeah, my
1: uncle is an entrepreneur. My, my parents are not, but my uncle is. And um, he always have a lot of time <laughs> for, you know, for me. So I just felt that it, mm. I also, that really inspired me.
0: Oh, it's incredible. I love it. And you were from such a young age. Okay, our last question. So it's five years from now, and I'm in Singapore and I'm walking down the street and I bump into you. Tell me one fabulous thing going on in your life.
1: We've gone public listed.
0: Ooh. (laughs) So juicy. That's so good. I love a woman with who knows what she wants and has these beautiful dreams. Well, so shall it be, Janisha, or even, even, even bigger and even better. You have given us So much insight, so much to think about, and so much, so many actions, like very practical actions that we can take immediately to start being the entrepreneurs, to start creating the businesses that we desire. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your
1: wisdom and all that you're doing. Thank you. Just remember, procrastination robs you of your opportunity. So take action now. Ooh, that is so good. We're gonna
0: leave it with that. Take action now. Everyone out there, I hope you loved this episode. I know I loved it and I am gonna be doing a Facebook Live consistently every week. You hold me to it, Janisha. Just based on our conversation, it's gonna happen. So all of you out there, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode and we hope that you did, rate it five stars, give us that glowing review. We are gonna be reading reviews on air and so I would love to read yours. I love hearing from all of you how the Purpose Girl podcast is changing your life. So go over to iTunes, leave your review, please subscribe, download each episode, and most importantly, share this with every woman who needs it. You know that you have friends, you have family members, maybe your daughter or your mother has been wanting to be an entrepreneur. So share this episode with them because that is how we are changing the world one woman at a time. As always, may you live purposefully, May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.